Blog Talk Radio. Well, howdy, howdy, folks. Welcome to StreetFoodVendor.tv and Hot Dog Radio. We are um, excited to be here tonight, and we're going to be talking to Jason um, on location tonight, so it's kind of a, a nice um, treat, and we'll get to harass him while he actually serves customers. And we're going to uh, forego the long introduction today and go with the shorter brand. Except I hit the wrong button. Over here. All right, much shorter, and um, we have uh, a lot to cover. I mean, a whole bunch to cover tonight, and so I want to start. I, I do want to remind you, you're welcome to call in at 424-258-9364 and press option one if you'd like to speak to one of us. If you just joined the show, if you will for me, until I um, pull you up, just hit your mute button so that it doesn't um, overshadow the show. So those that are linked in directly, just hit your mute button, and that will um, stop the sound from overruling. Let's see here. Um, bear with me. All right, um, Michael, I got your mute. I just muted you just so that um, we didn't hear the TV in the background. Let's see. I want to go through some emails, and I have a bunch to cover tonight. Um, this is from Sam. He says, um, customer participation. Be sure to involve your customer in your business. After all, if the customer does not like your business, it will be gone soon. Have three short questions survey and ask them if they would take it. Adding something new to your menu um, is, here's, here's something you could do. You could say, if you were adding something new to your menu, he's saying, you could say, question one, would you buy it, yes or no? Um, adding a new condiment, you could say, would you put that on your hot dog, yes or no? Thinking about changing location, would you still come see me if I was here, yes or no? Have them give their first name and an email address, and then you can send them an email or get a text. Or, um, you know, if you have other methods, we've talked about other methods of connecting with your customers. Thank them and possibly give them a VIP card. And what that will do is make them feel special and, and, and show them that you, how much you appreciate them. When you have a taste test or special of the day, be sure to email all those customers and invite them to join you. When you do a promo, either email those people as well. That extra traffic could mean another gig later with another promo and your customer gets a free lunch or whatever while you promote your business on the other guy's dime. That is from Sam. I appreciate it, Sam. Sam can be found. He has a um, website at samshotdogsplus.com, and he's also got Sam's Hot Dogs Plus on Facebook. So either one of those, check him out and um, and share tips and do all that good stuff. Anytime you can link up with other vendors, a lot of vendors have have emailed me and said, Ben, you know, I don't want to hit somebody else's thing because what if they steal my idea? And I'm like, okay, well, you're in Florida and they're in Georgia or vice versa, or if they're even in your same state, it really doesn't matter. This is all about growing the business. And I understand there may be a secret recipe you don't want to share, but as far as these tips and stuff like this, we're making we're making hot dog vending more popular and making it better for everyone by doing it that way. Um, this came in from Ron, and he says he sent me a link with this, and I'll try to get this up on the blog. But he says for all the doggers who didn't go out today for whatever reason, it was too hot, too cold, too this, too that. For all the people who want to do feasibility studies before maybe selling a hot dog, this man has kicked your ass. And I'm going to take that link right now, and bear with me. If you were over at streetfoodvendor.tv, and I'm going to go onto the chat room and plug in that link. So that's where that link will be. I just did it. Hopefully everybody got it. Now, let me go back to my emails. Appreciate your patience with me, and we're going to get to some callers here in just a second. Um, and thanks, by the way, Ron, for that. That was a great one. 
I am going to be updating again. Rob Harper has been busy. He's almost done with his cart, and he shows you the guts inside of it. He's using the Build-A-Cart course at buildacart.com, and you can get one for about 100 bucks and a little less. And he's got his grill on. He's got, he shows you inside, outside, how the lines are run, everything. So kind of a, a cool, um, I get a generous, a generous offer from him to share what he's doing to his specific cart, and that's pretty cool. I appreciate Rob. If y'all don't all know already know Rob, Rob is the guy that does the commercials. Let's see. Um, I am trying to see. I had a, another one here. Um. And I told somebody, I already emailed them, but I told them I'd cover some of this. Um, this is from a vendor named Ashley. And she asked, um, let's see, she basically asked, she has a real good friend who wants to, you, she just purchased another cart, and she wants to have that cart run by that person, but she is worried about a fee structure. If any of y'all have any ideas, I'd love for you to call in tonight at 424-258-9364 and tell me what you would do. Her biggest obstacle with this concept is she doesn't want to lose the friendship. These are They're both good friends. She wants to pay well but not overpay, wants to find out the best way to navigate that situation. I offered some information to her, but I would love to hear some of yours if you're doing something like that or have considered it. Or just have ideas. Some people don't have, haven't had to do it before, and still can offer the information that would help her. Um, so I'll wait for you to call in on that. The next one. Let's see. This this is brilliant. This is from Wicked Dogs. It's Wicked Local Dogs. You can find him on Facebook. Um, I think you can find him about anywhere. Um, it's he's. Um, I know he's posted and stuff before, and we've talked to him before, but this is, it says, it may seem to be a small thing, but I put a candy dish with assorted bite-sized chocolates and a jar of small dog bones on my table that are free for my customers. They all seem to enjoy it, especially customers who have their dogs in their car. The dog bones keep the dog distracted while they enjoy their meal. And sometimes after you eat, you just want a little something sweet. So a bite-sized chocolate does the trick. That is from Wicked Local Dogs. Um, I think it's um, just a, an excellent tip. I hadn't heard of doing that, like a small treat that's free, and that's a great way to do it because it isn't going to cost much. I did get his permission before I shared it. He was telling me that it's something he did, and this was in response to an, an email for our private emailers. You know, we send out a weekly email with all the updates on the blog, but there's a group of people that are active vendors or people that are serious about the business to get my private email, basically. And we send out almost in a daily email with tips and advice and things. And he was, this was in response to that, and he said I could share it. So I thank him for allowing me to do that. Okay, before I move much further, I want to check, if you all will bear with me, I'm going to check and see. We do have callers on the line. Oh, guess what? We have... Uh, we have Jason Brown on the line and with Love Hot Dog Company, and he is coming to us live. How's it going, What's Jason? What's going on, Ben? Oh, I not much. How are, how are you? Doing awesome. I'm sitting here at uh, Scream Mountain at our ski resort, Spring Mountain, and uh, they have haunted lift to a walk to a hayride to a corn maze. And they also have night canopy tours and zip lining. So that's where I'm sitting. Oh, my goodness. Is it busy? It's a little crazy. We get about, uh, there's running six wagons right now, and one comes by about every 15 minutes. So, and uh, they're big wagons, so it's, it's interesting. <laughs> you know, I had a car show earlier today, so got done that and then shot up here. Is it really cold? Uh, right now it is 44. I knew, uh, I knew that cold front had to have been affecting everybody. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we sit right by that fire pit and everything. So well, people yeah. are sitting around that and we're selling hot chocolate and, you know, it's not too bad. Plus where you are, they're dressed warm. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
when they're planning yeah, for it. This is uh, average for this time of year, you know. That's why I couldn't be, you know, on camera with you tonight on the show. Well, it's no problem. Are you going to hang with us? Yeah, I'll hang for a little while. I might have to put you on mute in between because it gets a little crazy here. All right. Well, we're going to talk to Stuart Ford. Stuart Ford's live with us, joining us. And if you've got your thing on mute, just unmute yourself, Stuart. And welcome to the show. I'm glad to have you. Hey, Ben. How's it going? Doing awesome. What's going on tonight, Stuart? Um, not a whole lot. Um, spent some time out doing some cleaning on the cart. Uh, I actually, for the first time, went out on a Saturday uh, to a construction site um, that is actually near one of the places I was set up. But what I wound up doing was I physically moved my cart from about 100 yards to another side of the building that I was working in front of. Um, and it turned from maybe 10 construction customers to a hundred construction customers, uh, before I realized it just by moving that hundred yards into a much more visible spot. Are you talking about just, um, you, you turned it as far as when you say you turned it, you you faced it another direction, and you also moved about 100 yards from where you already were? Um, I was in a spot where when they, when they called me and asked me to come out, uh, they suggested a spot that was actually in front of their building, and um, I could see the construction going on and everything. And being new there, I wasn't sure to just take the initiative and move. Uh, I kind of held out there a couple of Tuesdays, and by the third Tuesday, uh, they suggested that I just go ahead and move. It's not a wasn't going to be an issue. Um, everything was still their property, so if I moved over there to a different spot, then I'd be in full view of the entire construction area. So. And it made a huge difference. Well, it sounds like it made like um, tenfold the difference, like ten times as much. Is that correct? I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Stuart, can you hear me? It did. Okay. Um, it went from in construction customers, yeah. Wow, uh, you're a little, it's a little sporadic. Um, I well, hear you right now. How I put that? on my lucky hat, so maybe that'll fix it. And now oh. I can't. You can't hear me at all. Yeah, now I can't hear you. Okay, um, I don't know. Hopefully, I'm gonna check real quick and see if anybody else can hear me. Um, okay. Folks, if you're in the chat room, if you can hear me, let me know. Um, I know this isn't live, live, but we'll check. I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll bring in another caller. I think I think this is uh, Michael Wood. Is this Michael? Hey, Ben. Hey, Michael. Can you hear me just fine? Yeah, I hear you fine. I, uh, he was breaking up a little bit right there okay. at the end. And okay. uh, but I I can't stay on long. I got to get up at three o'clock in the morning. Oh my so, goodness! Uh, yeah, it's going to be a long day. Uh, but I had something happen to me this past weekend. Well, this is actually the second time this has happened. Um, I loaded everything up to go off to an event and had put in the wrong date in my calendar and showed up and nobody was there. Oh my and, goodness! And uh, found out the offense next weekend, <laughs> so I turned around, came back. It wasn't but about twenty-five miles from the house, so I turned around and came back home. And I told my wife, I said, I already got buns, I already got everything. I said, I'm just going to go to town and sell hot dogs. So that's what I did, and <laughs> and got rid of all the stuff that I had. And uh, but that's actually the second time I've done that. So. But, oh, my gosh. You know what you need is you need a yellow pad. 
<laughs> well, I've got a yellow pad in my phone, but I just wrote the wrong date down. I mean, it just, I guess it's, it's something that happens. And, but I had a good day anyway. I went to a, my new spot, which is a kind of a weird spot for hot dog vending, is a, a laundromat. And, uh, but uh, I did real good. I was there for a couple hours and, and did like 130. So, you know, that, mm. to me, that's a, you know, not bad for a couple hours of work. And, uh, but other than that, uh, the only other problem I've been running into that I don't know if anybody else is, is everybody keeps telling me that the uh, season is over and I'm still booking events all the way into November. So <laughs> I don't know if I need to change my phone number or, you know, <laughs> I, I, I just keep getting people to call me and tell me to bring my hot dog cart. And uh, I, I, matter of fact, I'm booked for um, two auctions in uh, November now. And, uh, and when I told them I was going to do coffee and hot chocolate, they went, bring plenty. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, but it, it's not as bad down here as it is in Pennsylvania because it's cold up there. 44 down here, we'd be putting long johns on and, and about freeze to death. So, uh, but uh, other than that, we've been doing real good. Uh, can't really, I don't have any complaints about anything, to be honest. Other than uh, I've actually looked my, uh, did some percentages for this year, and right now I've done as many events as I did for the whole year last year, and I'm at about three percent, two point eight percent increase in sales. So, wow! You know, wow! It, it, so, I, you know, I I have the same issue. I know that some vendors just simply won't vend in the winter, but we have a lot of northern vendors who who vend year round. Um, all the way from Michigan to Canada, we've had people on here that were from Canada that vend year-round. And so it's doable. It does require more prep. It does require more clothing. It does require the way you set it up, but um, it's definitely doable. It's, it's certainly not the end of the season, and those people that think it is it can, could capitalize off of the fact that there's less vendors out there and take their choices yeah. better. And one of my biggest events that I do every year is uh, – a Christmas parade that we have locally, and it's a local event. I go set my hot dog cart up, and, you know, when the parade's over, usually the day's over, but I have a great time while it's there, and it's, you know, like wide open, especially about an hour before the parade because people are coming up, and, you know, they're hungry and thirsty, and and so, uh, and then I get to put the smart car in the parade, so that's, you know, that's actually fun, too. (laughs) And uh, <laughs> you sent me but, pictures and, last and, year. Yeah, they. Uh, um, I sent you a picture of something. I forgot. You sent me a picture of the parade with your yeah. with your smart car. Oh, and and did I did I tell you about my condiment tray that I broke? No. Oh, the hot dog condiment tray. That's what we're talking about. The one that talks. <laughs> I had a customer the other day gave me a hot dog, and I sent you a picture of it. Yeah. It's about a foot long. It's actually a condiment tray, and it talks. And this customer came up out of the blue, walks up to the hot dog cart with this hot dog in his hand, and said, Hi, I own the pawn shop down the street, and I just wanted to bring this down here and give it to you. And I said, well, how much you want for it? He said, oh, no, I'm just going to give it to you. He oh said, my I gosh. figured it would, you would have more use for it. And well, so good. now I have a talk, talking hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I saw the picture of it. That was the first I'd seen of one of those. Yeah, and it talks. It actually, you put in it, it even, he even had batteries in it so that <laughs> I didn't even have to buy the batteries. He furnished the batteries and everything. And he came up, he said, well, I better get a sausage dog before I go. And I said, let me buy you a sausage dog. And so I bought him a sausage dog, and he said, well, I want a pack of chips. And he goes to hand me a dollar for a pack of chips. And I said, no, that's on the house, too. So well, good. <laughs> I'm just giving away food. 
But, uh, yeah, it, it kind of tickled me. It, it made my day. But other than that, I need to get off this phone and get some sleep because my old lady's got to get on the road tomorrow and, and she's going south and i got to go to work and do the real job. But, I, you know, <laughs> everybody needs to understand they they do not need to give up even when it gets a little cold or when they get down or whatever because there's always a way to make money. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, and double-check your dates, as my wife says. <laughs> anyway, let me go, and y'all have a great day. Well, have a good one, and I thank you. All right, talk to you later, Ben. Sounds good, Michael. That was Michael Wood. He's with Doug's Dogs in Georgia, and um, you can check him out on Facebook. He's got a um, a, a cool Facebook page that's busy. And, Stuart, I didn't mean to, to um, I cut you off a minute ago. We quit hearing you, apparently. Um, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, man, I'm good now. Good. Um, whatever the issue was seems to be cleared up. Well, good. Well, tell us, you know, I got that you, you what you shared. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share with us um, on um, – on your progress? Well, I think, um, well, the progress is going good. I was just looking through uh, my book here, and what I'm looking at is uh, I still have um, almost 10 work days of the month. Right. And today I tallied for the first three weeks of October. Um, I am only what one day short of exceeding last month's entire sales. So, and also, um, Columbus day was a holiday for my location and I didn't work. And the Friday prior to that was, um, we were out of town, so I didn't work. So there's two days. So had I worked those two days, I would have far exceeded last month's entire sales. Uh, so progress is progress. It's coming along pretty good. So by the so basically in two thirds of a month, you you've already done what you did in a whole month last month. Yes. Well, that's progress. That's real good progress. And it sounds like the fact that you even know that, Stuart impresses me because so many vendors don't keep up with the crap and it, it aggravates me because I know Corey does and I know Jason does but a lot of vendors and you just heard Michael Wood talk about he knows how many events he's been to he keeps up with that stuff and it sounds mundane and it sounds boring and it kind of is a pain in the butt but if you do it daily it only takes a couple minutes and it's it makes all the difference in the world exactly I mean I don't know if the camera can pick this up, but you can see I've got <laughs> starting numbers. This is the money I started with. This is the money I have now, and this is my sales. So, and it's all in there. It's a little crude, but, you know, we're working on that. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um, you know, I, I certainly can afford a QuickBooks or, or even, I'm not, even sales view. I'm not hearing you right now. Well, I said I certainly could afford QuickBooks or SalesView, but I, I, I cho- you know, I still like my yellow pad because I can run through it. And then I hand that to a bookkeeper monthly, and she can put it all into a computer for me and give me graphs and pie charts and make it pretty. But the fact that I have the raw data is what's important. What do you think, Corey? How are you tonight? Yeah, I'm I'm in total agreement with that. You can't beat having data to look back on, you know. Right. Uh, Go ahead. Now, you know, just being able to look back even uh, just over the last month and see where we were, you know, we've we've been at it for a year and a half now. So we're we're starting to we can kind of project how things were compared to last year. And uh, even just, you know, how many how many jalapenos we're selling compared to the dill pickle slices. I mean, all that stuff, we've got uh, we've we've got a track on that. And and it's, it's a huge deal. So whether it's on a piece of uh, a notepad paper or you've got a program, whatever, that's all valuable uh, information to be keeping track of. Well, while I've got you all on here, and I don't know if I have any other callers holding, 
right this second, and I, um, yeah, I do. I have Jason. I'm going to just ask him to come back into the show. But I do want you to see if – did y'all hear Ashley's question a minute ago about um, about hiring a friend? Um, it's a professional friend. It's a school teacher, And Ashley doesn't want to ruin the relationship by creating – whatever type of partnership is. And so she's asking, how should she set up, set it up so that it's fair for this person to run another cart for her? She's already bought the cart. And, and make that work so that there's no chance or it reduces the risk that there's a, it, it tears up the relationship. You know, find out what her friend is expecting out of it. You know, it's a lot of times whenever... We're disciplining our kids. A lot of times they'll they'll come up with a with a, a better discipline than what we would have thought of. So I would just ask her friend, you know, what what would she expect out of it? What does she think's fair? Uh, and then that gives you a, a direction to work with, you know, one way or another. Maybe it's what her friend is expecting is is way below what she is wanting to pay or help out with, and and vice versa. So at least it just gives you a direction to go from. And then that way you're not hurting the relationship. But you know, it just opens up that communication. I'll tell you what, if you asked my 14-year-old what punishment that she deserves, she'd tell you that um, to drop her off to the skating rink early and pick her up late <laughs> and uh, make her work off. <laughs> Stuart, I mean, the, other thing I, the other thing I would add to that is I, I would have everything spelled out in a contract, including resolution, how it's going to be resolved and things. Excellent. Right. Excellent. Yeah. That way there's no, you know, and what do you do if you can't agree? There needs to be a clause in there for that. Hey, guys, I'm going to put you on mute for a minute. Go ahead, Stuart. I think that's the same. That's what I was going to say as well. Um, you know, if uh, if the school teacher is looking to greatly supplement her income, you know, it there has to be some explanation up front from both to figure out, you know, what we, what they expect and uh, how that can happen. Um, and as a small business owner, exactly, you know, the same way, what can, what can she afford to pay and what does the other one expect to receive? Um, and if that probably can't be agreed on, at the beginning, then it'd be hard to to move on with with the uh, arrangement with, yeah. the, with the project. I agree. It's always tricky. You know, I, I tell people to avoid friends and family when you're hiring, just because it ends up being, uh, you know, a a moral dilemma later. Even though you're supposed to keep business and and friendship separate, it's often hard. And if you have a heart of any kind, then then you can't do it. I was. I used to have rental properties, and um, I would. A guy told me, he goes, "You're getting ran over by these people because he goes. The rule is, if you're going to be a landlord, he said, if you can't kick out a pregnant single mom with three kids on Christmas Eve, then you don't need to be a landlord." And so, over the next few months, my wife and I got rid of all our properties because I would. I I still was making money, but I was. I'd let people, you know, keep, you know, smooth talking me into letting them stay there for three, four, five months without paying rent. And oftentimes they'd damage it. Oftentimes they'd steal appliances. I had somebody steal the windows out of a house in Kodak, Tennessee one time. Um, they took the heating and air, the um, the hot water heater, the toilet, um, all the faucets, and took the windows out. It was a mobile home, but it was a brand new one when they got in it. I bought it brand new at a bank um a bank auction. So anyway, it it's one of those tricky things and and so it it's hard to do that. I do want to ask while I've got you both on the line and I and I think Jason's still with us. We have um another question. My customers use mass quantities of mayo. Let me pull this over so I don't have to. Okay, my customers use mass quantities of mayo personally if they want to if they want cat turds for their dogs, I'll make sure I have lots of them. And I'll also make sure they're nice and fresh. My question is, if anyone has any slick, streamlined methods of keeping huge quantities of mayo nice and fresh 
for self-serve condiments. I'd rather not drop a few hundred bucks on a refrigerator dispenser, or refrigerated dispenser, but also don't want the mess of portion control packets. Anyone have some clever ideas for a solution? Oh, what about a squeeze bottle on a I small container? Uh, I have actually, believe it or not, lost customers, maybe not many, maybe 10 um, that have walked away from the cart because I did not have mayonnaise. Um, it took me a while, but I did finally uh, decide to purchase mayonnaise, and I purchased it in the single-serve packet. Um, and I make sure I use these quart and pint plastic containers, and I've actually designated one of my smaller sinks on my cart as a cup holder to hold a um, thing for straws. Right. Because the people have insisted on straws. And I've also put, I take with me every day a big handful and put it in that plastic container there at the sink. And when they ask for mayonnaise, I let them know that I can do everything there. But I have the mayonnaise packets over here, and um, you're free to grab one and put it on when you're ready to eat the dog. Um, as far as the mess, or um, that's how I'm keeping down any kind of clutter or mess with another box and all these packets that slide around and fall out everywhere. So I just take a quart Ziploc bag full at the most, and when it's down to five or six, I just simply refill it. I got you. Jason, what were you um, going to say? Apparently, he's muted us again. Corey, do you have any ideas? Apparently, um, I know this vendor, and he's called me, and but he also wrote this question in for the show. But his name's Ron. He's a real good guy, and he is doing a lot of mayonnaise, not a little bit. Well, you and, know, we, we, we do all the – we dress all the dogs for our customers, so we keep – it just helps keep everything clean and – and uh, everything, so we we are able to control the amount of of mayo. So, uh, not that that's a solution for Ron to to switch over and start doing uh, dressing his own, because I know it'll probably slow up the process. Um, how would uh, you, you know, how would you keep it though? Whether whether he's serving it or his customers are doing it, his main question is, what's the best way to um, to hold quantities of mayo cold? I mean, you know, I, I load up a squeeze bottle just like my ketchup and mustard and everything like that. Uh, is he going through a full squeeze bottle's worth plus, you know? I, I would imagine, but I don't know. I, I considered using a, you know, the big pumps like you'd have for the ketchup and mustard? Yeah. Is put one of those with ice around it, but I, instead yeah. of ice, gel packs around it in a bucket. And right. and you can go get, you know, that stick-on wallpaper that looks like um, wood paneling. And if you want a different look, you know, than than just a plastic bucket, and put that around it and make it look pretty. And that way, if he's going through that mayonnaise, that's what I would do. Um, I don't know if that's the solution he'll go with, and I haven't heard back from him. But um, at least now he's got more to go from. Right. I use a third pan that I a third size a steam table pan that I that I keep gel packs or ice in, and then I keep all my bottles. You can hold. Uh, six to eight squeeze bottles in there with your ice or your gel packs, and, and uh, that keeps everything uh, really cold. And so that's just how I do it. I can easily just grab one and throw it back in there. I'm not having to worry about how organized it is because it just slams right back in that pan real easy. And I don't know if that's the solution for him either. I mean, he could have a you know a cooler with a couple squeeze bottles, or, or like you said, I, I think that might be a good idea having the, the pump the pump style dispenser and in a uh, those little buckets, yeah, they've got the little uh, cooler buckets, even the little styrofoam cooler buckets that that would probably fit right down in. You could probably uh, put a hole in the top and make those, uh, you know, I don't know, without seeing the whole setup, but that, that's a good idea. All right. Well, I, I like the steam pan because it's stainless and it's clean. Right. Go ahead, Stuart. Uh, one thing that it kind of holds me up from doing those sort of things with uh, ice baths or whatever is uh, here in Forsyth County, and I think Ben knows where I live. Uh, <laughs> I was told that I am not allowed to use any sort of ice bath or have my condiments out. Um, 
the only thing that I'm putting on, I'm loading a bun with a hot dog and hot chili from underneath my roll top. And then I'm physically walking around, opening my built-in cooler to reach in and out for condiments. Um, and I can't, uh, I can't use ice baths to where everything is up there where I could cut 15 seconds off of Each making build. a, building a hot dog if I were allowed to add all that sort of thing well, with me. Stuart, what about putting on your cart not an ice bath, but an ice pack bath? You know, you know, instead of having ice in it, because ice is a mess, and that's the problem the health department has, is there is potential for contamination of the ice, but it doesn't really matter, but they still consider that contamination. So... Is it possible for you to use ice packs, gel packs, in a stainless steel third-size pan or something there on the cart and then not have to do what you're talking about? True. Um, just from hearing some of this conversation, it's uh, something about 10 seconds ago. I decided I'm going to revisit that issue uh, within the next day or two with uh, the health department director over here. Well, good. <laughs> well, you you know him well enough. <laughs> Okay, I've got another question. Um, this comes from James. He asks. He, he gets it from me. <laughs> he, James asks, hello, Ben. I'm looking for those wired cooler racks or stands. Let me pull this up because I'm missing it, apparently. I cannot read and keep my mouth in front of the mic. Um, I'm looking for the wired cooler stands that I've been seeing vendors use to get their coolers off the ground. Could you please point me in the right direction? Well, when he sent this, I went, okay, Doug, Google, you know, wire cooler racks, wire cooler stands. Um, when I punched that into Google and I went back nine pages, you know, in the search, it I never found anything like it. You know, they make them for grills, like Coleman makes a wire rack for your grill to keep it off the dirt. But I've seen vendors using these, you know, like U-shaped wire racks that hold their cooler up. And didn't know if any of y'all knew um, where he, I could steer him towards. That's a new one to me. I, I, I actually don't think I've even seen those. So, Well, I've seen okay, them. In fact, we had a vendor in one of the blog posts, and I don't remember which one, but he sent me pictures. And I posted his pictures, and his stuff is up on these wire racks. But I don't remember. So we'll we'll be looking for that, James. If um if we find it, I'll um link it to you. Or we'll talk about it on another show. I d I don't have a clue. Hopefully somebody call in, um wiser than I and be able to tell us. I do want to pick up a caller before we take any other questions. Um, area code three one five. You're live on Hot Dog Vendor Radio. Thanks for joining us. Hey Ben, how's it going? This is Rob. Hey Rob, how are you? Good, good, good. Just uh, on my way back from the Fright Night at the Fair here in Syracuse, the big fun houses they do for Halloween, and figured I'd give you a call. Um, did you get Did you get the pictures of the cart that I sent you? I did. I talked about them at the beginning of the show. We're gonna get them up on the oh, blog. Oh, cool. I missed. I missed the beginning. Yeah, I, I'm gonna be uh, finishing up my countertop tomorrow, uh, the top of it, and That's probably next week I'll be calling Dorothy, my health inspector, who is totally awesome, to come out and uh, stamp it for the final, and then. I guess maybe put it away for the winter. I don't know. I might do some stuff in the winter, try some stuff in the winter. That's kind of a different animal up here in New York, you know. But well, con we'll see. congratulations, though, on getting that close to being done. That's got to be a good feeling. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, I've been working on it quite a bit, but it's coming along. Those burners, oh, my God. Holy smokes. Those bur I, I put the steam pans in, put some water in and stuff, lit the burners. Sweet, Davy Jones, those, those cast iron burners you have, good God. Those things, they'll, they'll put some heat out, let me tell you what. Well, good. Yeah, you want to, you want your pan, your water to recover after you dump either frozen dogs or cold dogs into it. You want that water to recover quickly back to a boil. Yeah, oh, yeah, they'll do, they'll do it. I don't know how many PTUs they are, but holy crap. <laughs> I was uh, pretty impressed with those. Good. Um, how, much mayonnaise, how, how much mayonnaise is that guy going through? You know what? I I didn't ask him. He just told me tons. You know, uh, he didn't say tons. He said um, they were. Well, I, I don't know. Because I'm thinking, out. like, when, when you buy mayonnaise from the store, it's not in the refrigerated section, right? So, you, I mean, 
you could buy it and not refrigerate it until you open the container, correct? I'm thinking, yeah. maybe? You wouldn't have to refrigerate the mass quantities of it. So if you could find a way to re- keep a little bit of it cold after you opened it, rather like you said, the pump bottle or put it in a regular squeeze bottle, I'm thinking. But the, the quantities that are open, like the quart jars of it, or Miracle Whip size jars, whatever they are, quart maybe, um, if those are unopened, I don't believe they would have to be refrigerated. I mean, per I mean, you have to check with your local health inspector, of course. But like when you buy mayonnaise, it's not refrigerated until you open it. Then you're supposed to. So maybe right. maybe he can stockpile the stuff where he keeps his buns. Maybe he keeps his buns in a cooler or a tote or wherever he's keeping them, but in the same neutral temperature there, you know, like room temperature area. And then when he needs it, you know, he could have ten jars of it under the seat of the van or something. Maybe I don't know. That's well, just me kind of guessing. I don't know. That's just kind of what I would do if I was in the situation, you know, try, instead of trying to get a refrigerator and keep, you know, two gallons of it cold, you know. Well, I just don't know, Rob, if, um, you know, in the grocery store it's at a, the ambient temperature is about 72. If you're on a cart and it's 95 outside, even though it may not say keep refrigerated, I don't know if mayonnaise would keep at 95. Could you keep it in a cooler? If you kept your cooler like an ambient temperature of 72 instead of 45, though. That's you know true. If you could regulate some kind of a cooler to a normal temperature instead of, you know, lower. Because that's why I plan on keeping my buns in a cooler just because sometimes, like you said, it's 90 degrees out. And unless you want every bun you have in your package steaming inside the package, you right. know, um, keep it somewhere where it's not going to get that, you know, because you don't want to have everything steamed up and then sometimes right. they're hard or whatever if you let them do that too long. I've noticed anyway, but yeah, it's just an, I don't know. I, you know, haven't done it enough to uh, have a definite rock solid opinion on it, but just an idea. Maybe, I don't know. Well, no, it's a good idea. And, and he'll, he, he listens to the show um, because he makes fun of my bald head when I don't have my hat on. So um, I, I wanted to do a Ben, a Ben lookalike contest back when I hosted the show a few times, I was thinking about doing a lookalike contest for Ben. Matter of fact, Halloween, it's Halloween time. It wouldn't be a bad time to do that, actually. Have people send in their photos of the, the Ben Wilson lookalike contest and give them a dog slide or something for the best. That, you just find any short, fat, bald guy and um, put a cowboy hat on him, and you'll be halfway there. Uh, hey, I'm, I appreciate you calling in, Rob. Um, you're welcome to stay on. I'm not hanging up on you. I'm going to um, jump to some other questions here real quick. All right, cool. Sounds good. I'll, I'll stick around for a while. When I get home, I'll hang up, and I'll talk to you guys soon. All righty. Thank you. Cool, yep. All right. Um, this question, let's see. Let me um, blah, blah, blah. Okay, here's a good question. This is a really good question. Okay, this this comes from a gentleman named Barry. He says, Ben, just recently bought your cart plans, done a lot of research on this biz. I'm 48 years old, grew up in the retail grocery biz, and have owned my own barbershop for the last 10 years. I understand business and profit margins and so on. I'm just on the fence about can I make this adventure a success. City's population is about 25,000 with, with many fast food joints. No hot dog carts. I hate the idea of failure and the ridicule that is sure to follow. I've always loved the idea and the fun along with the work. That is a, this is a part-time gig that I hope to use to supplement my retirement when the time comes. Any words of advice for this want to be, wanna be newbie? And what kind of advice do you have for me when the skeptics come out of the voice, their opinion on why it won't work? Um, I did a video about this, um, about the you know how nerve wracking it can be to to thank you um, to start a business you know that fear right when you get it and my my personal opinion on it is if if you never do it if fear prevents you or the thought of being ridiculed um, I was in a position where I got humbled not by choice or not by a decision I had made. You know, it was inadvertently. So I couldn't have gotten any lower in my mind than to be um, to be broke. So it was a step up to be supporting my family, you know, instead of asking my mother-in-law to help us and my wife filling out, you know, food stamp vouchers. So 
it was one of those deals where I wanted to be, um, even if it wasn't back on the top of the mountain, I wanted to be at least able to provide for my family. So I would I would say that doing it, just doing it, is is key. Not worrying about anything anybody says, and that's oftentimes hard. But you you, it's almost one of those deals. It's which one weighs heavier. You know, the, the thought of doing something you enjoy that can be fun and successful. You know, Michael Wood that was on earlier, he talked. This guy is basically retired. He's retired military, and he does this for fun and makes a full-time income. And he goofs off with it. He has a blast with it. And he screws up and writes the wrong event date down and still says, oh, I'll just go sell on the side of the road and does it. That's the kind of attitude that it takes. It doesn't matter what they say. Um and and ultimately, it doesn't matter anyway. My dad has a saying. He says, 100 years from now, will it matter? You know, will anybody remember? Then don't let that stop you. Just do it, um, to borrow that from Nike. Um, that's what I would do. Um, what do you think, Corey? Uh, yeah, I agree 100% with that. I was kind of in the same situation where uh, my choice was to sit here on, on unemployment, which I was not going to do, or... Or just get out there and do it, and and it, it really is good advice, uh, you know. And even even with that, you know, I knew people were going to ridicule. I knew people were going to look at me like I was I'd come off my rocker, you know. Uh, but my choice was support my family or or just do something about it. And uh, for me, it was uh, it was just the logical step for me. I know that that's kind of it may seem like uh, sometimes we all need that push, and and Sometimes that push is, is forced upon us, and sometimes it's just us, you know, taking the risk and doing it. And and uh, I know a lot of them out there that have taken the risk and stepped out and done it. And uh, once you once you take the step, you start seeing that this is something you can do. So. Well, I, I'm with you. Stuart, do you have anything to add? The same. Um, I'm I'm – I'm in starting my 13th week tomorrow doing this, um, and I've been planning it for a couple of years, uh, just reading and looking and trying to um, the the $500 a day thing. Um, the first few times I read it, I thought that's pretty good, and the more I read, you know. You have to kind of turn that and, and know that that's not exactly true. Um, there's days in the beginning when I've gone out and between extra ice or parking that I had to pay for, I wound up $10 in the hole for the day. And it kicked dirt for a few minutes and uh, start planning tomorrow. That's, you know... Uh, I forget things, it seems, constantly, uh, and angry about it anymore. Uh, I've reached in to turn on my propane tank, and the, when I was supposed to exchange for a full one, I reach in to turn it on, and it's not there. And, <laughs> okay, I'll go get it. And, you know, these things happen. Things happen, and uh, but you know my biggest uh, ingredient to all of this, you know, is I have two hundred percent support from my wife. Uh, so everything is just it's just great, um, and to know that when I roll out of bed and I start working and I get on my location at. Uh, 10 o'clock in the morning and at 2.30, 3 o'clock, I'm washing dishes and uh, counting hot dog buns and do I need some or not. And, I, you know, there's times I think uh, how many more people are still at work uh, dealing with things that they've hated for years. Right. Uh, so it, if you need something to kind of come to peace with, what's going on, then, you know, do what you're thinking about doing and come on out. I don't, uh, I don't 
judge anyone. Um, but to be a little nervous, it's only it's natural. Um, even in in your videos, you know, uh, I bought this cart, I drove and picked it up and got it in my driveway and start thinking, well, you know, it's time, <laughs> and now what? So, <laughs> but you just get out there and do it. And the first couple of days, yeah, um, you know, I was shaking so bad I could hardly get, you know, dog in a bun, but. Uh, after a few days, uh, you know, life goes on. You know what, Stuart? Um, so much of that rings true. I remember, you know, I begged my wife to go with me the first day I set up because I was scared to death, and I only had two packages of hot dogs. So I had 16 hot dogs. That was it because that's all we could afford. And I knew that if we ran out or got close, she could run down the street for me, and that's what we did for the first two, three days. But I... I remember this feeling well, and I, I did a video fairly recently, I mean, in the last three months called, um, Oh Shit, I Have a Hot Dog Cart, What Do I Do Now? And that's an important video. If you want to be inspired, if you want to get some ideas on inspiration, sometimes it takes that, and it doesn't take away anything from you, because we all have to do things in life sometimes that we don't enjoy or that we're fearful how other people's, other people's perception of that. And so... That was well said, and I, I think it's awesome, Stuart, that you would share with us um, the fact that you um, reached in there to get your to hook up your other tank, and it wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, um, the full one I was supposed to put in was still on the carport. Uh, I mean, I was five miles away, but it it wasn't like I was you know three counties over. But it was just a. Uh, uh, a really moment, you know, like really. And uh, hey, Rob, I don't do you... even shy away from telling yeah. my wife anymore that I forgot something or this happened uh, because she usually gives me the same answer. Um, well, did you go by the checklist that I made for you? Let's see. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, Rob, she helps me. She helps me tremendously. Uh, and she she has gone out before with me uh, to some of the bigger events and to a couple of the late late night venues. Um, and she's right there. She's tired and weary, but she's there. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I appreciate you sharing sharing that, and and I'm glad that she's there to help. That helps a lot when you have somebody to support you and cares about you that's working side-by-side side with you. I know Corey works with his wife, and yep. it's um th that's an amazing feeling. Today, um, you know, my wife came down and helped me clean my office, stuff that I hadn't done, and, and without that partnership, sometimes it can be overwhelming. And, she, so, and she's kind of like my little memory box. Um, you know, did you put deodorant on? Um, <laughs> where's your shoes? Um, stuff like that. But, Rob, you're still on the phone, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, what I am. You, what would you suggest? Um, you're, you're kind of in the same boat. You're just about to get started. Oh, I'm, um, I, get, I get people tell all the time, they go, you're going to start a hot dog cart, and I have a decent job and everything. And, and I'm like, I look them right in the eye and I say, yep, I'm going to start a hot dog cart. <laughs> I have a thing I go by that, like, you know, if – if your broke friends are making fun of you, you're probably doing something right, you know, because it's guys like us that actually put one foot in front of the other and keep on, you know, they make things happen. Some guys will say, yep, I'm going to start a business someday, and they never they never do it. They're, they're, they're talkers, you know. So it's the guys that do it. Now I had the health department call me the other day while I was at work, and I answered the phone, and they're like, the, the health inspector just called you? Holy shit. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I'm not lying i'm serious I'm, i've got a cart in my house and i'm building and now they're all like wow that's kind of neat you know but at first they're like oh hot dog you, you have a lot of people it's like you know you don't want to take uh weight loss advice from a fat guy you know or um you know if your shop teacher was missing some fingers that's probably a bad person to take advice on how to run a saw you know so it's just people naysayers you know they're 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 just uh, envious maybe or jealous or something. I think sometimes some people are you're good hearted. They just kind of some of the nicest people in the world will, will be those people that go, well, you're going to do that. That's not going to work. But you know it works. You know it it only works if you do. You know your 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 job is effective when you are. You know when you right. put one foot in front of the other and make it happen. I get it all the time. 
they look at me and, like I said, they're like a hot dog cart. And I'm like, yeah, a hot dog cart. And, hey, you know, then then they kind of sinks in. They're like, well, I guess that probably would work, you know. But people don't do it to be mean. I think some people do it just, just because it's human nature almost to uh, put you down. But you get, a, get in a good circle like we have here, you know, people that you can always bounce the idea. There's been times between when I said I was going to start way back when and now when I, I've been like, oh, man, this will never work. And then I listen to a couple episodes of the show or 50 episodes of the show, and uh, I'm like, I'm going to do this, you know, and that's one step at a time. That's how you, you eat a cow one hamburger at a time, you know what I mean? Yep. I, um, I, I want to, we've got less than five minutes left, and I've got something I want to share with you all just so you can see. If you ever get a very, um, what did the lady call it in my email the other day? Um, it, it stands for short, you know, as far as being short with someone. Um, Kurt. Kurt. And if you ever get an email from me and you feel like, you know, Ben's being kind of short, you know, this is, I get a lot of these every day, and it's overwhelming sometimes, and it pisses me off. But here's one I got. Um, <clears throat> I saved it just from a few hours ago. It says, greetings, Ben. I have a few questions regarding the hot dog vending business. I love all your videos. So um, that leads me to believe he's watched them. I need to know the specific permits and licenses for the state of Florida. Also, do I need to buy a cart before the permits and licenses are afterwards? That's the kind of questions I get. And um, it, it's aggravating oftentimes because if y'all know... But you, if you go onto the site, you go to LearnHotDogs.com, you click at the free training at the top, or you watch the video that pops on the screen at Ben'sCarts.com, it tells you it tells you how to do this step-by-step and why my opinion doesn't matter about your state regulations. Of course I know Florida's re- regulations. I've got family with carts there. Um, I, I have friends with carts there, and I've got customers with carts there. And so I know what the regulations are. That doesn't mean your health inspector does. And so it isn't going to help you. Um, the uh, I need to make sure I got everything. I I know that we've got other callers on hold. We've got um, probably um, two minutes left, and so I'm going to grab. Um, I think this is Randy out of East Tennessee. Randy, um, is this you? Dan. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, this is Randy. I'll just make a quick couple quick comments. Uh, the back on the mayonnaise, what I normally do, I carry two squeeze bottles. I carry uh, the one I keep in my extra condiment and ice, and the other I use a, a, a small uh, stainless steel steam pan and put ice in it and keep it uh, for the customers. If they put it on or if I put it on, I keep it iced down. When the ice goes, I dump the water and re-ice it. Uh, to, to keep enough mayonnaise, which I don't use it, use that much, and uh, and on everybody that has apprehensions about uh, uh, getting after get a car getting started, if you can find somebody that'll they'll kind of take you under the wing and kind of give you some light training, so you get a little bit of an idea of what's going on. It's still spooky when you're on your own on with your own cart, but it kind of takes a little bit of it away if you kind of get an idea what kind of what to expect well i i agree completely um and i appreciate that i know that we're about out of time here and folks i want to thank you for joining us Stuart. i thank you for staying with us and sharing some of these new experiences like missing propane tanks and, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was a pleasure um you can talk about the uh, the cheer wine onions. Uh, you can just post that on the on the website. No, I tell you uh, what. What's the odds of getting you here next wild. week? You can just do that on the website. Uh, I think everyone will get the idea. Well, why? Yeah, I could, but it's going to sound better coming from you. Can you come on next week? Oh, I can come next week too. Yeah. All right. Well, if shouldn't will be a problem. I'd love it. I'd love you to share um, your experiences with it. I do want to yeah, say, I can Corey. Come on next week. Um, Corey just added. Um, yes, for he, sure. He added a link um, in the chat room for the person needing the Coleman stand, the cooler stands. It works for stoves and chest coolers. So if you um, he found it, looks like on eBay, 
Um, hopefully that helps. And I'll put as much as I can remember of this into the um, blog article that accompanies the show notes. And I thank all of y'all for joining us tonight. Night, all. Later, guys. Later. All right. Um, I think that I, um, screwed up tonight, Stuart, I, I put, let me hold on just a second. Oh man. Okay.